Hey everyone, this is Gabby and Karim, and you're listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Tune in each week to hear us talk about the journey of getting into med school. From GAMSAT to medical interviews, get the insider scoop from med students who have done it all before. So So stay stay tuned tuned and get ready to get med ready. Hi everyone and welcome back to Making an Incredible MD by Halab to Health. This is Karim here. So uh, it's great to have you guys back. Before we get started, I'd like to do an acknowledgement of country. So I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which I'm recording this podcast today. So that is the Wurundjeri people and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So today we have an ethics station uh, where a student has gone through and completed an mock MMI station and we'll give them feedback uh, afterwards. Essentially today's ethics station is discussing communication, uh, difficult conversations and professionalism. In terms of the station difficulty, I would say it's quite difficult. There are four questions in the station and the timing is two minutes reading time and eight minutes answering. So without further ado, here is the STEM. You are a first year medical student at a GP practice sitting in with a GP consultant while they are seeing their patients. Your next patient is John, a 62 year old male with a history of bowel cancer. Recent scans have revealed that the cancer has spread to the lungs and the patient is aware of this. While the GP is outside the consultation room, the patient asks you, is everything okay? Is this cancer going to kill me? The first question is, what are the issues here? Okay, when you're ready. So what I think is like, since I'm a first year medical student and I'm very unexperienced, like with the clinicals, like cases and everything. And what I believe is that the patient is a bit worried about his conditions. And then given the fact that he's aware, like he's like suffering uh, from some kind of like pain that is going on, like since the cancer already spread to the lungs. So probably he's already feeling that one or he's having pain probably but yeah the patient is worried and uh, so what i believe is like trying to calm the patient down like trying to make like yeah we need to like maybe do more tests to be to confirm the bowel cancer and then yeah and the first i think what we will do is just to calm the patient down so not to give him like more than enough like stress so that's what i believe and and i don't think so there is any like other thing but and again um plan to the patients as well that i'm a first year medical student and i'm not like um, a trained doctor and then but at the same time i would be like you know uh, telling him that it should be, I mean, not to give him, like, our, like, stress. And that's it, I think. Okay. If you're a graduated doctor, would you give him advice? Uh, to the patients or? 
to the patient yeah if i would be like you know final year student oh yeah okay so if you if you're a graduated doctor would you give him advice so it has already like the cancer spread to the lungs and uh not like i'll be you know again i'll do like more tests to confirm and at the same time i would say like maybe this is the last stage i'm and i'm like feeling sorry and then we will try our best and then maybe try to uh, give him some like treatment options like that is that would be available or that would like you know um if he's suffering from some kind of pain maybe to reduce that pain and yeah the treatment advice and other than that i would be like you know this is the last stage and this is what i can do like yep uh so john tells you that he saw a doctor on tv talking about homeopathic treatment and how it has cured some people of cancer how would you respond to this the homeopathic treatment even the can- the stem cell treatment so homeopathic treatment is treatment that hasn't necessarily been shown to work um as a summary of it oh okay um, yeah i and then again i'll be like there is like no evidence that it will be like you know it will be effective and it's just you know uh whatever you read on the internet or like a word of mouth does not like necessarily means that it's like effective so i will like i'll try to explain that like uh a statement and then yeah i would be like you know the only treatment that is that would be available in my hospital at that time when i graduate i would be like yeah this is the treatments that we have for you or maybe try to like give him option of treatment maybe outside of my hospital like that you know increases chances other than that um yeah i would be sorry then Uh so John starts crying uh saying he's not sure how his wife will cope. How would you comfort him? I mean I will I will I will, I will explain to him that just just because I'm saying like this is the cancer and it's going to spread to I mean it's all has already spread to his lungs that does not means that he's like going to die tomorrow or he's going to die like after 5 minutes. It's not like the end of the world, you know what I mean? So I'll just explain to him like that and it's like I mean everyone should effectively come up like I mean everyone has some kind of problem in their life so it's not like everything is like going to be perfect I mean anyone will suffer something so I'll try to explain that one and making sure that I I mean to calm him down and stop his crying so I'll try my best to like you know and also maybe I'll try to talk to his wife if he's willing to like allow me to meet his wife i'll be happy to meet his wife and try to explain to both of them that it's yeah it is what it is like um i can't do anything the only thing that i can do is of, of offering the treatment and i can't like you know basically i'm not god to put a magic or anything you know so yeah Uh so you have about a minute and a half left is there anything else you'd like to add or any questions you'd like me to repeat That's it I think Okay great well we can end it there and head into the feedback 
So overall, how do you think you went? Uh, you it's my, it was my first time, so I don't know. I never had like this question before, like okay. question of life or <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's definitely some challenging issues that come up in some of these MMI stations, and um, I'll start off by saying that I think you did pretty well overall. I think you had the right ideas of compassion and kindness, which is probably the biggest thing that an examiner will want to hear out of a potential student in a situation like this. Obviously, there's some really big major issues that you're being faced with. Um, so let's go through each question and kind of just discuss what some of the things were and, you know, some of the ideas that you can maybe potentially bring up. So you talked about your role as a medical student, and this is a really useful idea in interviews in general. So mm -hmm. especially in these MMIs, you want to figure out who the stakeholders are. So there's you, there's the GP, and there's a patient. So these are the key stakeholders, but there's other potential people as well, like the patient's family, other treating specialists that might be involved in the patient's care as well that you might want to think about. And so defining the roles of each person is really useful. Like as a medical student, I guess your role is really there to learn. And you highlighted the fact that there's a lot of uncertainty and you don't actually know, like you haven't got the knowledge to like actually give them advice. And just stating that really clear, clearly to the examiner is very important as a part of the station, I think. Um, like, sorry, what kind of uncertainty? Like, uh... Uncertainty in terms of your, you don't actually know if this cancer is going to kill them. If something like this comes up, then I would say, like, I don't have enough knowledge about this cancer type, right? The only thing that I know is it's deadly. It's like lung cancer at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So you can sort of say, like, um, as a medical student, I haven't had training to be able to, like, oh, okay. answer the patient's questions thoroughly. Yeah. And so I think that those questions will best be referred to their treating oncologist or to their GP who will be able to guide them further. Mm -hmm. um, there are also really challenging questions about life and death and you can just say that yep. you, know, um, you might not be the best person to answer these questions if you haven't had much training in these sort of, you know, giving bad news. And um, so just talking to the examiner about the context of, giving this bad news and trying to make it as good as possible for the uh, patient. You talked about the fact that this is obviously a really sensitive issue, which is great, and that this is going to be a lot of emotions involved for the patient. Um, addressing the fact that he was worried, that you try to calm him down, which I think is great. Uh, a lot of the time when we talk about breaking bad news or sort of communication is having the right things in place. So right time right doctor and right support um so for example if this patient is by themselves they might it might be better if they had have come in with like family or someone to support them through like a difficult conversation the right doctor so is it best coming from their oncologist is it best coming from their gp definitely not from a medical student though um so the right person and the right time um so where is this patient in their progression? Are we still aiming at a curative therapy or is this patient being palliated? Which isn't something I expect you to know at all, but it's more like the idea of, is this the right setting for that patient? So that could have been one of the issues that you brought up. Like, is this the right environment to be discussing this? 
Um, you sort of brought up this idea of like doing more tests. Um, in this specific context, I think what the uh, examination, what the MMI is trying to get at is not necessarily um, the diagnosis of the disease or the management of the disease. They don't care about that at all. The examiner won't expect you to know any of that. It's more about how you handle the ethics and the um, interpersonal skills involved in dealing with a distressed patient. Because I suppose overall, like as a medical student, you're going to be seeing patients who are upset and you're going to need to be really nice, really kind, be able to be a good listener and, and provide them um, the support that they need at that time, even if you can't answer their questions, which, you know, 90% of the time you won't be able to answer their questions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so that was question one. Question two asks you about a slightly different scenario where now you're a graduated doctor with the potential knowledge to be able to answer a question like this. But once again, it's sort of getting at the idea that even if you are a graduated doctor, you might not necessarily be the right person to be giving this information. So the context of expertise, you know, is this better coming from an oncologist, etc. Um, but even if you were going to answer this, um, you could sort of talk about the fact that you need to communicate this really sensitively. Uh, you need to find the right balance between being positive, but also not giving him false hope uh, or being unrealistic. So these were some of the ideas that you could have sort of brought up. Um, I really like that you said that, you know, you'll give him like treatment options and like discuss with the patient, keep it patient focused, patient centered and um, educate him as much as possible, which I think is the role of any doctor who'd be dealing with a patient like this. Um, and like reducing pain if they're suffering, that's great, you know, but that's sort of getting more into the management side of things. The question here is really like, would you give him advice? Um, and so you can do some, a really useful tip for these sort of yes and no questions as you consider both sides of the fence and then come to a conclusion. So you can say, if I was a graduated doctor, I might have some of the knowledge to be able to answer this patient's questions to the best of my abilities. So yes, I would try and give him as much advice as I could within my level of knowledge. However, I would also, and so this is the flip side of things, I would also understand that there is a limit to my level of knowledge and I would respect that perhaps I'm not the best person to be answering some of their questions and I would be honest and transparent about that. So you compare both sides and then give the examiner like a balanced sort of opinion. Mm -hmm. um, does that sort of make sense? Yes, yes, that's correct. Great. So we move on to this other concept, which is, you know, John saw, uh, seen a doctor on TV uh, talking about homeopathic treatment and how it's cured some people of cancer and how would you respond to this? So I guess um, the presumed knowledge here is that you know what homeopathic treatment is. Um, I'd definitely look that up. Just give it a quick Google search. It's um, not an uncommon MMI station where they talk about homeopathic med medicine. Um, and the pros and cons of homeopathic medicines. But essentially, it can be things like herbal medicine, um, plant extracts, that sort of thing, where 
um, depending who you talk to, I suppose, there hasn't necessarily been a lot of evidence in the literature that they necessarily work. Yeah. Um, so if like something like this comes up, like we're, I mean, the terms that I don't know, like, am I like allowed to ask them like what that means? Uh, you can. I don't think they'll actually answer you. To be honest, they might not be. There's. They might be restricted in terms of what they can answer and can't answer. Uh, but you can often say something like, "I'm not familiar with this." However, I would have liked to do a little bit more digging and research about this before answering this question. Um, and then you can just have a guess at what you think it is and try answering questions as best as you can. The examiner won't be like deducting marks or anything from you. Um, if you don't know what something is, that's totally fine. But this, I mean, this particular topic just comes up quite a bit. So it might be something that's worth looking up. Um, but just in general, so you want to show them that you can be really caring and understanding of the patient's values, because that's something that they'll definitely look for, while at the same time being able to balance um, your responsibilities as the patient's doctor or, or as the medical student so you can talk about how it's really important to be sensitive to the patient and their opinions and um you know respect what their opinions are but while at the same time being honest about what current guidelines are whether or not it's evidence-based and not giving them any false pretense um, you can also acknowledge that homeopathic medicine is not harmful um, a lot of the time it's not harmful and will not disrupt, as long as it doesn't disrupt their current treatment, it's John's decision and we have to respect his autonomy. So bringing it back to that idea of autonomy and ethics is really useful. And then finally, this is a really, really common scenario where the patient starts crying or someone starts, could even be an actor and an actor starts crying. Um, sorry, and then it's sort of like how, how you react. Um, I suggest like having a framework that you would personally use in a situation like that, because when these situations do come up, it's really challenging. Uh, and so it's really important to have a sort of practice method of how you might personalize it to each patient, but at the same time, um, be prepared if something like this does happen. So, you know, there's some general tips. So like embracing silence, being a good listener and letting the patient talk about how they're feeling. Oftentimes they're just overwhelmed or exhausted and they just want someone to listen. And that's something a medical student can do really easily because they have lots of time. Um, but then also provide them with support if they feel like that's something they choose or that's something they need like referring to support groups or a social worker even if it's appropriate even a counselor etc um you know and in this particular context someone with metastatic cancer they might need like psychological support etc um i just want to point out you have to be really careful sometimes the way you phrase things like saying things like it's not the end of the world might come across as dismissive for the patient um, or that everyone has a problem in their life and not everything's perfect. Like those sorts of things can come up as really dismissive, but in that particular situation, you really want to acknowledge the patient's feelings and let them know that you care and that their problems are really um, 
important to you and that that's something you're going to address. I really, really liked how you said that you'd like to meet the patient's wife and talk to her and bring her in to support him if that's something he would like because you're thinking holistically about the patient and what kind of supports they can get outside of just your, your office. So, yeah, overall, this is a really challenging situation, you know, where you're dealing with lots of things like communication, ethics of life and death. But um, a lot of the time, the biggest thing they look for in these examinations, in these MMIs, is just being compassionate and being kind. And that will take you across the board most of the time. Did you have any questions at all? Mm, no. All right. So that's it. Thank you for listening today. I hope you guys found that really useful. Uh, feel free to tune in to more of our episodes that will be really similar to this. We'll try to do as many as we can leading up to the MMI season. Um, and feel free to check out some of our other episodes where we do station breakdowns where we go through different types of um, stations and we discuss some of the key issues that uh, will be really useful to bring up. Um, and you guys can have a go and, and practice alongside Gabby and I as we break down different stations. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Making of an Incredible MD podcast by Halide to Health. Please like, share and subscribe to help spread the word about our podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. So send us an email or message on Facebook. All of our links are in the show notes. Thanks. We'll see you next time.